0: can't take it anymore.
1: Oh, I do the live ones too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater.
2: You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit.
1: Stop it now. I'm leaving.
2: Hello and welcome back. We are breaking up with RBS. This is episode 18. I am Tani Santabria. And
0: I am JDK Winnikin. We are here to, again, debunk the junk. And uh, good to see you, Tony.
2: Yeah, nice to see you, too.
0: How's it going? It's going well. That's good.
2: Mm-hmm. I ate too much on Thanksgiving. That was last week. <laughs> so I'm still recovering. But other than that, I feel good.
0: That It's amazing how much that meal can jam you up, particularly if you aren't used to eating those types of things yeah. all the time. But I, I had a good one, too. Good. So it was good. nice and relaxed and all that. And. All right, so we could talk about that forever, Mm -hmm. but we won't because that's not the junk we're going to debunk. No, that's its own junk. That's its own show. So (laughs) uh, anyway, we are, uh, first of all, welcome to uh, everybody, uh, whether you're listening on uh, Warm 106.9 in Seattle or on your favorite podcast platform or on our YouTube channel uh, at Breaking Up With RBS. uh, Welcome to this show and thanks for joining us again. We are continuing uh, what has turned into a longer discussion about the BS stories involved in parenting. Yeah, who knew? Yeah, and we've we've talked with a parent of a toddler, we've talked with a parent of teens, and it just kind of made sense the next step would be to talk to a parent who has, quote-unquote, raised their kids, even though that probably never stops. A, a parent who's free. A parent who's free. <laughs> so-called empty nester. Yeah. Right? Even though empty nest might be a little bit of a story. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. We thought we'd have somebody come on who could fit that uh, bill, and... Stacy reached out to us and volunteered to come on, and so we're delighted to welcome Stacy. Hi, Stacy. Mm-hmm.
1: Hello. Thank you for
0: having me. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being willing to come and talk about this. And I know this is a relatively recent development for you, okay. this empty nest idea, just for the sake of using a term that everybody understands, uh, with your youngest of four having just gone off to college.
1: September 17th.
0: But who's counting? <laughs> wow! <okay. laughs> and uh, and that has uh, and that has changed the, I would think it has changed the dynamic for you in a number of ways in your marriage and uh, your, how you're handling living in your house that usually you have four kids in. Maybe. Oh yeah. yeah! I mean
1: everything is different. My relationship to myself, my relationship with my business, my relationship with my husband, my relationship with the kids. I'm not good. I'm realizing at um, You know, calling them up and having like a weekly time and chatting. I really don't like chatting on the phone, and so I am a wonderful texter, but being on the phone, I'm like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just not the same as in person. Yes, I Mm -hmm. agree.
0: That's an interesting thing, probably to discover that you wouldn't discover until they were all out of the house, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah.
2: So what? What else? What do you notice on the daily that's different? I mean, you kind of just listed some different sort of things that probably would be different. but
1: I mean, things like I don't have to uh, get up at a certain time. I am learning to create my own schedule and no longer am I at the whim of the kid's school schedule. And mm-hmm. so learning that I'm a night person which I've always known and not a morning person and it's okay now. I don't have to get up in the morning with the kids. I can I can get up whenever I want. So that's a positive. I don't have to make dinner for the family. Pete and I can have cheese and crackers. Mm-hmm. And you know and do those kinds of things. That said over the Thanksgiving weekend we had an interesting situation with Charlie. We don't normally have to worry about where the kids are when they're away at school. There's this out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. I mean, you know, they're obviously always on your mind, blah, blah, blah. Um, Yet you're not thinking about where they are at any given moment. So he went out with some friends on Friday night and I said, I thought I was quite generous and said, be home around one. And one o'clock came and two, and four, and five, and seven. Mm. And around 7.30, I'm typing in, at what point do you notify the police that your child is missing? (laughs) And I'm trying to find him on Snapchat, and I'm trying to do all of these things. And turns out he was at a friend's house and fell asleep.
0: And were you up all night?
1: Oh, Oh, 100%. Yeah.
0: Right. Oh, that's interesting.
2: Yes. So what was that? those six or seven and a half hours like?
1: Well, it was interesting because I got up at one o'clock and being a 50 something year old woman, I'm usually up for a couple of hours in the middle of the night anyway. So I'm <laughs> like, hey, you know, I'm up anyway. And so at one o'clock I thought, well, I'm sort of restless. I'll just go downstairs and I'll, I'll wait so that I'm not waking up Pete. And Then around three, Pete woke up and he came downstairs and he's like, I noticed that the light was on and like, what's going on? And I said, well, he's not home yet. And then I said, well, there's no need in both of us. If I hear something, I'll let you know, but get some sleep because I'm really not going to sleep and he can sleep through anything as evidenced by four children that Mm -hmm. were babies and he slept through it. Um, And so was awake and I had a fitful sleep and then I would have these terrible dreams, you know, for a few minutes that something terrible had happened because naturally I went to that place. Mm -hmm. And then I would wake up and I would tell myself, I'm sure he lost track of time and he fell asleep. Mm -hmm. And maybe he was drinking with his friends or who knows, maybe he was smoking weed or doing whatever it is that he does. Mm -hmm. And he just lost track of time. Mm-hmm.
0: Or fell asleep on somebody's couch. Yes. But was but was that the dominant one? Did you have to kind of tell yourself oh, that to, to keep, put out the fire?
1: Oh, I like I had to constantly keep going there and actively mm-hmm. telling myself that now if he was at school and. This was going on. I wouldn't be worried about it. Right. Because he's home. Right. Yes. I'm freaked out and I'm immediately going up the, mm-hmm. what is it? It's the ladder of inference. So I'm immediately mm-hmm. like, he's dead. He's in a ditch. It's catastrophizing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yep. we talked about exactly. that before. It's exactly.
2: Good. So when they're away, you get a little bit of relief. Yes. When they come back home and they're just doing their thing that they would normally do when they're away, it sends you right back into.
1: Oh. I mean, we all just over the Thanksgiving weekend everybody fell right into their role
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> you had all four kids back for the for the holiday yes right? okay. so
1: it was like that you know in Transformers when it's like yeah
0: it's <laughs> 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 <and laughs>
1: like you know like the arms and the legs just like <laughs> right.
0: went you just became Optimus prime totally right.
1: mm-hmm. and it was like Optimus subprime
0: and then everything everything <laughs> had to and then everything goes a certain way yeah. Oh, and so the was dynamics.
2: It, what were things different this year than say last year when you still had Charlie at home?
1: Yes. They were. It's it's interesting. It's amazing what a difference a year makes in terms of their maturation. And Charlie going off to college and coming back. We're like, who are you? We don't really recognize this version of him. Mm. And so that was interesting. And he now had points of reference with his siblings that he hadn't had before. Sure. And so could talk about that. And now two of the kids, well, three of the kids are legal drinking age. So the escapades and, again, the points Mm -hmm. of reference that they're talking about, Mm -hmm. that's an interesting thing. Mm -hmm. You know, the girls and who they're dating and... Um, You know, comparing that and just, you know, all the different dynamics. Mm -hmm.
0: What now you say that's interesting. Interesting can is one of those big umbrella terms that can cover a lot. I'm wondering. It's a lot to get under that. What are the (laughs) were those feelings like around Charlie, for example, upsetting, exciting? Is it a mix of both?
1: It's definitely both. I half jokingly am like, where have you been for 18 years? (laughs) Besides your room playing, you know, insert, you know, it went from like leapfrog to whatever he played to Minecraft to Fortnite to and move on and move on. Mm -hmm. And his social life, he had a girlfriend for a couple of years. So it was either in his bedroom playing games where I was worried that, you know, he's becoming addicted to, to games. And again, telling myself all these stories like, We've got addiction in our family. Like, maybe this is how it's going to manifest. Oh, how do yes. I feel about that? Mm-hmm. Like, the good news is it's not, like, drinking or drugs, but it's video games. Now like, yeah,
0: you're making bargains with yourself oh, or, I'm like or, is, is, negotiating. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, is he mm-hmm.
1: going to live in my basement when he's 40? Like, this will not do. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, going there. And mm-hmm. so he was either in his room or he was out with his girlfriend. And, you know, we just we felt like we didn't interact. So having him back... In answer to your question, it's super exciting to see him emerge and share more of himself with us. Mm-hmm. That said, we're
0: like, where did this come from? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, take a while to get used to. And, and that's...
2: Right, like the growing and developing and maturing. And so, you as a mom, what did the last? What's you know? What kind of difference did that make for you in the past year?
1: I would say this is the first year that I really felt so left out in some ways. There is this shorthand among the kids and the holidays, it becomes like a family reunion of sorts. Mm -hmm. So not only does everybody come back together, but then you tell the stories about, you know, remember when we had mermaid races and you didn't know about it, which, by the way,
0: Uh, That's a whole other story.
1: For the uninitiated mermaid races are putting both of your legs into one of your flannel pant legs and hopscotching or whatever down the hall without getting yelled at by mom.
0: Me. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, (laughs) you know, and the flip camera came out that Grace had years and years ago. So all of these things are coming up. And I realized, one, I missed out on all these things. And I don't know if I'm nosy or curious – or if I just want to feel like I'm one of the gang. But in a way, I noticed that I was resenting the fact that I wasn't, like, I'm not privy to these things.
0: Oh, as they were as they were, As they were talking about some things. of these things. Okay.
1: I mean, the things like the mermaid races, it's not like I wanted to be in a mermaid race. Right. Uh, but some of their, you know, the angst that they went through or the things that I didn't know about, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was like, oh, well, I, why... Don't I know about that? And then mm. some things I would say, well, you know, well, can you share that with me? And, you know, it's like, no. Mm. What What about
2: that's important for you to have been a part of or know about or what, why is that important?
1: So I had to explore this because oh. I had a situation mm. over the Thanksgiving weekend. The family. We were all kind of off because our house has some work being done. And so we were all sort of stuck in these two rooms hanging out. And we finally decided it was time to emerge and go do something. And there was chaos and confusion and the kids are going back and forth. And I noticed that when the kids all turn on, I turn off in a way. And I sort of recede because I can't keep up. Mm. So I'm like, hmm, okay. So then one of the kids said something. I don't even remember what it was. And I just immediately was like. like what does a, that
0: mean? You shut down?
1: Just like I shut down and it felt like a verbal jab. Mm. And I so I immediately went to this place. But I was clearly because I've reflected on some of this. Um, I do listen to the show. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> thank so, you for that. Yeah. So I you know. In reflecting, I realized that I was kind of loaded for bear, and not in terms of the offensive, but in terms of the defensive. I was really waiting for somebody to do something, and a comment is made, and I shut down, and I'm like, I have a headache. So I then go upstairs, and I decide to throw a little pity party for myself, and like, man, nobody's paying attention to me, you know, they're not being nice, they're not including me in their reindeer games, (laughs) like this whole thing. And then I didn't even realize that I had, like, put out this inadvertent test of sorts where, you know, which of the kids checked on me? Because they were headed out then for pizza. So which (laughs) of the kids texted me to say, hey, mom, are you okay? Are you sure you don't want to come? Do you want us to bring you something? Right. And only one of the kids texted, and I'm like, hmm. And while they're out, I'm realizing what's happening. And even before they left, and I thought, oh, this is embarrassing. I'm totally amping myself up and making this a big deal, and it's not. And I thought I could go downstairs and join them. And then I was too embarrassed. Hmm.
0: Hmm.
1: So I'm like, well, okay, I'm just going to go with it. And then I got all upset again (laughs) because then when they got home – Nobody said, how are you doing?
2: Oh, man. So much going on. Wow. So much. So much. I have so many questions. So back when you were yeah. saying, when they get, what did I, What was it? They get. I don't you know. When, know. They, when, they, when they turn on, you, she turns off. You can't keep up. What does that mean?
1: I just want to be one of the kids.
2: Okay. And
1: one of the things that I, in reflecting on these things, so I got married at just 22. I had just turned 22 three months before. Um, And was pregnant by 24, had my first at 25, and had Charlie um, by 31. And so it was a very short window of time. Mm -hmm. And I realize now, in hindsight, that... The role of mother is not something that I, you know, I didn't babysit. I didn't play house. I played office. (laughs) Like, that was the thing that I was doing. And, you know, yes, of course, we were going to have children. But when people talk about family planning and all of that, I was still trying to figure out who I was going to be when I grew up. Mm. And so in a way, since being a wife and mother was inevitable, it's like I gave myself to that and completely turned off one whole part of me and that was this being a kid and getting to figure out what I want to be when I grow up.
2: Wow. Okay so your story was whether it was conscious or subconscious your story was that a parent couldn't be a kid.
1: Well somebody's got to
0: (laughs) yell. <laughs> Someone's got to keep things Does under control. Have to yell? Someone's got to keep this, this circus going. <laughs> got to keep the big top. Who else up. is
1: gonna yell? Go to bed <laughs> when they're doing mermaid races.
2: <laughs> so it, so and and that okay. So you I felt resent like being
1: the bad cop,
0: right? And you resent, or and res, is it resenting not having had the childhood that you see them having?
1: I think it's that I. Was always so precocious in terms of being not feeling because I've learned that there's a difference,
0: mm-hmm.
1: thinking um, about things and could put myself on the outside and see the bigger things at play and really shut myself off from feeling those things. Oh. And so then, as the kids are going through all of their various ages and stages. You know, I felt so disconnected. I don't remember going through all those ages and stages myself in the same way. So watching them develop and giving them the space to develop and learning things like, you know, I have all these staceyisms I talk about. Learning things like you you can apologize. <laughs> you know, maybe the message of get your finger out of the socket, you don't have to apologize maybe for the message, but the delivery, 100%. That's not something I was raised to know or to believe or to whatever. So it was very difficult. And the upbringing that I had, I basically feel like whatever my knee-jerk reaction was in raising our kids, I felt like I had to do the opposite. So there was a lot of conscious thought happening.
2: Wow. So a lot of thinking, not a lot of feeling.
1: Correct.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of pressure in that.
2: Yes, there would have been a lot of pressure in that to sort of fulfill this mom role in the in the right way that a mom was supposed to do it.
1: Oh, yes. And at the time, we were living in Fairfield County, Connecticut, which is the epitome. Affluent. It's, it's affluent. It is, you know, demographically, all of those things. Yeah, very,
0: mm-hmm. very certain ways of things. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. Twin
1: sets and pearls. Mm-hmm.
2: So, and you wanted to have fun.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to I wanted to figure out who I was and yeah, I wanted to have fun. It was right. not fun to clean up and right. to take and 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 I'm not throwing Pete under the bus. I'm I'm telling the facts of the 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 situation. Pete is 7 years older, so he was far more established in his career than I was. So when we got married and I'm 22, he's 29. Yeah. And yeah. so he is fully ensconced in a career. And it was in Manhattan. And so I'm staying at home and he's going to work and he's taking the train or driving at 6.37 in the morning. And he's coming home 6.37 o'clock at night. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah. And so I was left to my own devices.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now present time, you're noticing that you're getting left out of fun yes, and you want to have fun.
0: Yes, because she was left out of fun. The story is she was left out of fun all the way up you, until this point.
2: Yeah, you weren't able to have the fun.
0: You had to be bad cop, oh, bad cop mom, bad mom cop. And then when you have the opportunity, they don't let you, or they they shut you well, out. Is it that?
2: that? I don't know about that. Okay. I don't know if I would agree that they don't let you.
0: Well, but anyway, is that the message?
2: That might be your story.
0: That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. True. Is that that the might story? be your
2: story?
1: I think there's a little bit of that for sure. And, you know, I also have to realize that I'm of a different generation. So, you know, I'll make a comment and they will explain to me why said comment is wrong, inappropriate, no longer socially acceptable, Uh um, et cetera, et cetera. And so I can't just, you know, let it out. Can't be you. Right. Okay.
0: Okay.
2: Because they'll tell you why it's wrong?
1: So a perfect example, mm-hmm. and I, I won't even say it on air out of respect for Annie. When I was growing up, there were certain words that I used to call my brothers. And, you know, you would tease them like, oh, you're such a jerk. You're an idiot. Mm-hmm. You're the R word. Mm-hmm. Our daughter teaches special education. Mm-hmm. It is highly offensive. It is not an appropriate word. hmm and so I will occasionally regress to childhood and have like this, Ugh! and then I'm like, Ugh! and mm. so there's that editing of yourself mm. because when you know better, you do better, but it's not easy. <laughs> right, right.
2: So you've got to kind of contain yourself. You feel like you've got to contain yourself a little bit around the kids. And that keeps you from being able to really have fun when they're all together and reminiscing and doing this, this what they were doing on Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the part of you can't keep up is showing up.
1: I think so. I think it's when they reminisce. First of all, I hate my role in their reminiscing that I'm always like the one that was yelling or saying go to bed or Mm. dismissing their fears or Mm -hmm. their anxieties. So hate that. Ouch. Yeah. Mm. And let's face it, we all, I myself have done it. We all card catalog all of these injustices that have been done to us at the hands of our parents, right? Mm. So all of these things that I was trying to do to avoid that for my kids, oh, I totally did it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew enough that I used to joke, you can either go to therapy or college (laughs) because you're going to need so much therapy. It's going to basically be like a college tuition. And I was like a little parental advice, go to college so that you can get a job where you have benefits and And it will.
2: And then you can have both. And then you you can have both. both." Mm -hmm.
1: So, um, you know, so that is a really difficult thing that in their Mm. retelling of things, Mm -hmm. I'm always the bad guy. And that they, the good news is they came together as a team Right. The bad news is I was the common enemy. Oh. Mm.
2: Okay.
0: That's quite a story. It's a big Yes.
2: One. Yes. Okay. I'm so, I know we're running out of time.
0: That's okay. We're, because we're going to continue this into next week. So we can. Okay. We, we can you can keep get going. to come back next week. You get to come back. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're gonna, we can't we're just new. leave
2: it here.
0: No, we've, we've, we still got a no. couple minutes. We still got a few minutes. So you can.
2: Yeah. What? So how, so would they have the same story about that? that you have about this?
1: I believe that they would because I have learned to be very... I mean, clearly, hello, I'm talking to everybody that's listening. I Mm -hmm. have learned to be very transparent and that that's a way that I can continue to address the wounds instead of continuing to dress the wounds. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, continuing to put Band-Aids on does nothing but cover it up. Mm. And so by addressing it it seems like a better course of action and so i'm aware or i acknowledge and i go back to my stance of i realized that the delivery of the message was not so great all the time Mm -hmm. however the message was always meant out of love or concern or you know fear for their safety or whatever Mm -hmm. it was however my delivery Really seemed to do some damage, and yeah.
2: they would tell you that. Okay, so it would be great, though, real present time, is to find ha- being able to find some kind of connection. If we're being transparent, and this is what we're going to, you know, address these in these ways, how do we stay connected as opposed to you having to have moments of needing protect to protect yourself, have a headache, and remove yourself? We can talk about that next time.
0: That's a great idea. I think that's really where we should go this is there's a lot to unpack here mm-hmm.
1: i have to wait a week <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got, well she'll give you some homework yes but, uh, but this is a mate stacy thank thank you for sharing all that mm-hmm. first of all that that's mm-hmm. incredible there's a lot there's a lot in there um and i can feel it mm-hmm. i can feel that that's um so really appreciate that and so uh we also really appreciate all of you listening uh, or watching on our youtube channel thank you for joining us for this episode of breaking up with our bs we are going to bring back Stacy next week to pick up right where we left off because mm-hmm. um, Tawny's ready. I can, I can see if She's ready. I can't wait a week. I know it's going to be crazy. So uh, we'll pick up with this next week and talk a little bit more about this. And so, Stacy, thank you for being here. Look mm-hmm. forward to seeing you next week. Thanks, Tawny. Yeah, for everything. Thank you. Yeah, this will be great. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, that's I, I guess, I'm running out of
2: I guess that's it I'm really we fumbling
0: were. the send-offs lately oh so I'm oh yes I'm G- I'm JDK Winnegan. who are you
2: I am Santa Santabria
0: <laughs> and we are breaking up with our PS <laughs> see you next time <laughs> how are you all feeling Stop! Stop! I can't take it anymore.
1: Oh, I do the live ones too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're
2: really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit.
1: Stop it now! I'm mean mm. leaving. Yeah.
2: I don't think he felt anything after the crash. Who's mm. again, Let's go.